0: 109, 103, well there's nobody else better to help with your concern than Patrick Kinnahan. <laughs> mm. By the way, I, I got a, I, I have one other question before we go, since I'm since I don't like to lose, so I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be catty. So like on Tim Lacomb's G-League contract, his two-way contract we have with a G-League player, Tim Lacomb. Yeah. Like, is it a limit on how many nights he can work? Whoa. Like, cause I mean, like a G League player wants to come up to the NBA. Like, he can't. Like a two-way guy, at some point, like Trent Forrest runs out of days. So, like, is Lacombe only got a certain amount of days as a two-way G League?
1: Then you have sick days. Right. Jake, you're gonna handle that. You know, we, we give Coach uh, a few days. You know, he's Tell spreading his he's wings. Doing. He's he's doing TV. He's doing BYU Weber State tonight. So I brought out the big guns, though. PK stepping in. Are you kidding? That's what we do. There is an interesting scene right now,
0: just because it's just new. But Danny Ainge is just sitting, standing courtside. Just it's a new executive of the Utah Jazz, and they just put two of their least good performances. He's wearing a blue USA hat, I believe, tonight. And hes they've put together two of their least good performances right in front of the man who's now in charge of their future. And it would make me uncomfortable if I was some yeah. of them.
1: <laughs> good point. Yeah, what's his expression? Is he just <laughs> mean-mugging people, or is he looking like he's having a good time? No, he's
0: probably following through exactly what he said in his press conference, which is... You never, you gotta make sure you don't get too high or too low in this process and make sure you understand the real reasons of what's going on. But I do think that the, I think there's two storylines here. And neither of them are good, I'll be perfectly clear. The two storylines one is we're 0 4 without Mike Conley. And that, to me, is actually the biggest storyline. That this team is not as deep as we think it is. Guys who used to be able to step in last year, what were we, 10 and 3, are not capable of doing it anymore. They're not able to carry minutes, they're not able to carry matchups. There's something different about this group of got the, this group in this iteration, with another year under their belt. There's, there's something different about this group. Mike Conley is, is is more vital and maybe too vital for this team's success. That would be my, that's my first kind of hypothesis. Throw it out there. Think about it. Idea on this one. Uh, my second is 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 what I said to Ron earlier. That that bothers me is. The signature of this franchise for the last three or four or five years is they don't lose to below 500 teams. And they didn't lose fourth quarter leads. Like, there are things that this group this year is doing that the other groups did, the last year's group and some of the years past did not do. And maybe that's just new, and maybe that's, like, I don't know. Like, what it might be Milwaukee of last year, and we can, go keep, we can keep pretending that's to be true. But to me, those are the two things that jump out to me that are concerning.
1: Well, I don't, I, I don't know about you, PK, but I, I think Mike Conley's importance to this team is is just demonstrated when he plays and when he doesn't. I mean, I think he's having a great year, and he, he gets this yeah. offense going, right, Booner?
2: I totally agree with that. Um, Conley can make plays a little bit different than... Let me clean this up, because it, it, he's, it's a difference when, when Conley's in with that second unit. Um, because he does run the show and, and he has the ball in his hands probably a little bit more than Jordan Clarkson. Because when Jordan, the ball stops when it gets to him. And, and you always have to understand that. But like I think Conley is, is that neutralizer in, in that
3: offense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. I think that you guys are going big picture. If we look at it individually, the Jazz missed 11 free throws. I don't think Mike Conley's absence has anything to do with that. And Clarkson's just not found a rhythm consistently, 1 of 10 from 3, 4 of 14 overall. And I mean, it, certainly they miss Conley. There's no question about it in many different ways. And,
2: and to your point, PK, it's, it's not necessarily the number of free throws missed. It's the people that missed them, that think Boyan missed Um yeah, Clarkson makes one. You know, you're talking about over 80 uh, percent. Donovan right. Mitchell misses one there as well. You know, those are key, and I think if I remember correctly, there were some free throws missed by some of our better free throw shooters last night there as well. Yeah. So you're absolutely making it. That's a good point.
0: We just didn't make any plays late, right? Like starting about no. the five minute mark, plays that you were expecting us to make, we just we just didn't make. Clarkson, I think, got a wide open three. Angle right with about 452 left. Didn't make it. Donovan went to the free throw line with about 417 left. Missed one of the two. Bogdanovich got a wide open three with 330 left. Missed it. Um, Bogdanovich goes to the line with 316 left. Misses one of the two free throws. Rudy goes to the line with 250 left after making... Misses one of the free throws. Donovan then turns it over at 222. Donovan makes her. Really, maybe the toughest shot of any of the ones I'm talking about right now is Donovan's fadeaway away on the right side like that was ridiculous he made that shot then Royce goes to the line had never missed a free throw in the clutch before in his group 10 for 10 missed it missed one of the two and then Donovan missed a layup and then the night was over so I mean
2: so all together how many free throws missed in that fourth quarter
0: uh, one by O'Neal one by Gobert one by Bogdanovich and one by Mitchell yeah.
1: well not to mention uh, the Wizards hit some uh, improbable shots. Some would say prayers, but I mean, Montrezl Harrell banging down that corner three with Rudy in his face. How often does that happen?
2: Right. Or, or how old Neto
0: all night? That, the answer to that is it happens every game if you let it. So right. it happens when Lonnie Walker hits the shot. It happens when who hit the three from Memphis? Hmm.
3: Who? Uh, Jaron right. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Jackson. yeah right. Who hit
0: the shot for New Orleans? Was it? Graham. Right. So it happens every night in the NBA. If you let NBA players hang around and keep... I mean, my analogy wasn't great tonight other than the fact that, like, I may have been yelled at by my wife about this sometime recently, and so that's what came to my head. Like, if you leave the door from the garage to the house open, eventually a mouse is coming through. Right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) She does not want to hear about a mouse coming in now. (laughs) But but Harold is a 25% three-point shooter. He's only made two of... Whatever. Yeah, and he buries one from that corner. So that, to your point, you're absolutely right. But yeah,
3: and then I think you've got Beal, who's an all-star. He's not really having the season that he's capable of. He's averaging 22, and he goes for 37. And Neto, Neto has just made substantial improvement in this league. I don't watch him a lot because he's over there in the other conference. But I can't imagine that he didn't play that he played much better any game this season than he did tonight.
2: He played well against us in in Washington yeah, there as right. well. That's right, right, exactly. Those are the
3: two times I've watched them.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the first time in a while that we've done something to a team, had them come out and adjust, and us not being able to break the adjustment. Right. So, so we they they held to our corner three shooters. We're trying to deny the three. Wouldn't let us have catch and shoot. And so then Rudy and Whiteside had this massive, massive game against them. Yeah. And so they came out tonight and were a little more willing to, to give up the three and maybe even give up the corner three. And they were going to switch everything and not allow. They switched everything so that then you couldn't have. And they're pretty big. So then, you, you know, Whiteside and, and Gobert couldn't, couldn't do anything. And it worked. Like, it worked really well. Our offense was really we're bad. Supposed,
2: we're supposed to be a good shooting team. Yeah, the Wizards go nine for 23 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they they outscored us.
0: Yeah, we really made no <laughs> plays tonight, Lee no. Ron.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Tough one, no doubt. All right, guys. We'll, uh, why, we'll take why, it from why, here. Why are you rushing us off? No, not rushing at all. <laughs> yeah. We've been cross talking for like 15 minutes. We take thought you care. guys were eager to go home. Take care, guys. Letting you really we, off the we, hook. We really I'm out of like here. Like
0: Patrick Kinahan.
1: I know. Who doesn't like PK? Well, well do you really, really have just... time for that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Take Appreciate care. it. Right. 109 to 103 is your final. PK and I am breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan in for Tim LaCombe tonight. The Jazz lose their second consecutive game at home, one hundred nine to one hundred three to the Washington Wizards. And uh, uh, PK, we were just talking to Lock and Boone about it. This this was a, a clunky night. Everything felt hard for the Jazz tonight.
3: Yeah, outside of the first few minutes, it did seem like a game long struggle. And that's what I was talking about earlier, man. You give a team that has some capable players and you get a a star with – Bradley Beal, and he goes for 37, which is 15 more than he's been averaging this year. I think that loosens up the other guys, and they can just play a little more free, knowing that their star can bail them out. And the Jazz, now, it's really interesting, because last year, you know, with the best record, we knew that they were good, but we didn't know that they would end up with the best record. So now they've got the expectation of being really good, plus they have the the rep of... Of, okay, you're really good, but you don't do it in the playoffs. That's way more added pressure than they've ever had any of these guys has ever had. And you're at home, and you're supposed to win all these types of things. You're supposed to go on a streak. And I think it's getting in their heads
0: a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I think it... I think you're right on the money, P.K., and I'm trying to figure out the best way to kind of back you up on it, but it seems to me like when they don't play well and they when, when they lose games they really shouldn't, like tonight and last night, it's because they're not doing the things that make them successful. That seems like a mental thing to me, right? Right. right. When you know what goes into a good show, P.K., and, you know, we all have uh, our off shows every once in a while. You, it's like once a decade, but, you know, we probably know – what we should have done better, but for some reason, you know, the focus or, or like you said in the pregame show, I thought you put it well. It's a very human thing, right?
3: Yeah, and so they're living with burdens. They're playing with playing with burdens and expectations, and they've got to figure out how to handle those types of things and try to focus on the moment rather than, oh, my gosh, man, we, we just dropped another game, yep. Phoenix in Toronto, or uh, Toronto, I say Toronto because the Warriors lost in Toronto tonight, but they didn't have most of their players. And they'll never admit it, but I think it's there. The good thing is that they won't be judged by the regular season, they'll be judged by the playoffs, so none of these things that are happening right now are insurmountable, but... They're also, as Ron Boone said, concerning. He's concerned yeah. about it right now because you shouldn't lose to either of these teams. You just shouldn't. One well below five hundred, and I think the Wizards came in at fifteen and fifteen. So now they're one game of, above five
1: hundred. But still, but, they've lost eight of nine coming into the game. I, that's I mean, you, that's what we talked about
3: earlier. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in your last ten games, you know, you just you stink. But these guys, they've got players that are dangerous, and Beal is dangerous. And that's what that was my big concern. I said, oh, man, he can go for 40. Well, he didn't. He only went for 37. <laughs> and, and, and the Jazz didn't have anybody really go crazy themselves. And so – they they got to find ways to regroup and try to stay in the moment, and and I think Quinn Snyder's very good at that because you rarely see him get out of who he is, win or lose, and I suspect that'll be the same. And uh, I just uh, I think that if they thought they were going to have a day off tomorrow, they're probably out of luck now.
1: Right. Well, I'm eager to hear from from Coach Snyder because he's usually he's pretty usually. Uh, pretty usually. He's usually very straightforward about uh, how he feels after games like this and one went wrong. So, He'll pinpoint um, it. Yeah, he will. He, absolutely, he always does. So eager to get to Coach Snyder. Um, and we'll get to him coming up next. But the, the Jazz led by Donovan Mitchell, 32 on 12-25, shooting 4 of 12 from 3. Donovan had 5 assists and 3 boards. Uh, Bogdanovich had 18. He was red hot in the first quarter. Jordan Clarkson with 12 coming in off the bench, but he didn't shoot it well, 4 of 14, 1 of 10. From three, Rudy had 11 points and 19 rebounds and uh, and six block shots, but seemed like the Wizards were pretty determined. Locke was talking about this, pretty determined about taking it right into the paint and taking it to the basket.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to do there. Uh, but they also know that he's... There And so that mid-range, I, I think that's what, the Jazz got to buckle down a little bit on the mid-range defense because of the Gobert factor. It's usually, they say, you know, at the rim or the three. Well, the Jazz might be the exception to at the rim, at the three defensively, because you don't want to go at the rim too much when he's there. So what that leads to is then the mid-range then the key, uh, in the lane, whatever you want to call it, the restricted area then that type of thing. And so they end up knowing that that's going to be your shot. You're going to have more success pulling up rather than going all the way. And the last two nights, both of these teams have been pretty good in that particular shot. Yep.
1: All right, uh, Jazz Fall tonight uh, to the Washington Wizards by the count of 109 to 103. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Monday night. Gordon Hayward and the Sh- uh, Charlotte Hornets will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll get uh, more analysis from the great Patrick Kinahan. We'll get you some post-game sound as well. Stay tuned. Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs>
0: And
2: shoot three.
4: Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles
0: underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three.
4: Presented by Mark Miller
0: Subaru. Donovan skies
4: and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Oh.
1: Jazz Game Night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan. Sitting in tonight for uh, Coach Tim LaCombe, who's off doing a little TV for the Weber State-BYU game tonight. So, PK, nice enough to step in. We'll get to uh, Jazz coach uh, Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily. PK, just a couple of numbers out there. The Jazz shot 43% from the field. They were uh, 32% from three, 14 of 44 Uh, The Jazz did out-rebound the Wizards, PK, 40, uh, oh, excuse me, they were out-rebounded by 147 to 46. Uh, The Jazz only 17 assists tonight, maybe that's a little hint uh, to the ball movement, led by Donovan Mitchell's uh, 32 points, but PK, you brought up something the Jazz really struggled from the line tonight, 19 of 30, just 63%, some crucial missed free throws in the fourth quarter, and in a close game like that, that can make all the difference.
3: Yeah, that hurts. You shoot 30 free throws. I don't know that I'm going to expect you to go 28 or 29 of 30, but, you know, maybe 24, 25 I think is reasonable. And they didn't get it done. They wasted some opportunities there. They they just got to get some more mental focus there to make those cuz obviously they can make them. And I think that hurt them. And then without Conley, you're going to need people to play a little bit better and particularly Clarkson, Clarkson, you know, one of 10 from 3 and 4, of 14. That, that didn't work for them. And Joe Joe was okay, but I would look at Joe when Conley's out and give me the impact of a uh, old Neto tonight. I think Neto off the bench for the Wizards had a phenomenal impact, and the Jazz didn't really have that.
1: You mentioned the foul shots, by the way. Uh, the uh, We'll call that the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Uh, download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A 1 app. You mentioned Mike Conley, and uh, they're now oh uh 44 when Mike is not in the lineup. PK, I wonder if this comes back to... Uh, the the ball handling situation that, uh, you know, Trent Forrest has put in some nice minutes and, and and Joe, when he's stepped in historically into the starting lineup and he's a fine ball handler and we know that. But Jess just don't have a ton of those, right? And so if Jordan Clarkson isn't working his magic, I mean, it's kind of a shortage of, of where you look to. I mean, of course, there's Donovan Mitchell, but Mike does so well in initiating the offense and handling the ball. Maybe that that's still an issue with this team where they just don't have enough guys who can do that.
3: Yeah, if they are missing him, then you're, you're already out of whack. But, I mean, that's the way of the world in the NBA. So many teams are missing guys every night, particularly with protocols and stuff. And the Jazz have been very fortunate not to have to worry about that. So they're just going to have to find pl- ways to play through it. And I think they very much have a ways and players who can play through it and ha- can overcome it. It hasn't worked so far this season, but I still think that it's there.
1: Yeah, I well they're going to have to to find a way. I mean, I guess they could make a move at the trade deadline, but I don't think they're going to stop, you know, managing Conley's health because that was such a big issue last year down the stretch and into the playoffs and of course he is, uh, you know, older by NBA standards and it's probably smart to to manage minutes and in, in games and back-to-backs and those sorts of things. So I think, you know, that's an issue that they're going to have to uh, have to solve PK and I don't I don't know, you know, in in these types of games it almost feels like uh, Donovan Mitchell is already putting uh, I don't want to say too much pressure on himself because that's probably not fair but it almost, it almost feels like in these games that, that he feels he needs to take over and maybe sometimes uh, he does I suppose but the way that they've been playing with the, the ball movement and kind of the free flow it goes against that you know and maybe that's a, a mental thing right or a pressure thing and, and you alluded that earlier that feel this need to, to do uh, too much or, or more than is necessary maybe
3: Right, because that's who they are this year. Last year, we knew they were a good team, but I still think they caught people by surprise for getting the best re- getting the best yeah. record in the league, not just the conference. Now you're supposed to live up to that, plus you're supposed to do it in the postseason too. So they're carrying like a double burden, and they're just going to have to learn to live with it. It's, it's something you want to carry, but they don't have a lot of experience with that. I think this, even though they're an experienced group, I think this burden or burdens that they're carrying right now is new to them and they're going to have to live with that and find ways and they're going to have to realize if they haven't already that it's exciting to beat the jazz anywhere it's especially exciting to beat them in salt lake city
1: it's kind of like when uh, Jackie Kinahan won the, the club championship, you know? She's got that target on her back. Well, you know, the next season, everybody's coming for it. A little well, extra it, pressure. Oh, for sure, yeah, man. I mean, this am the reason why
3: I've never won anything, so I couldn't even get in that position. But the, the, the fact is, you know, there's still enough games that teams are looking to spark their season. Yeah. And so, hey, let's beat the Jazz in Salt Lake that can give us the confidence. Then we got a reference point. See, we're good. Let's go. We can do this, you know. And a lot of it's you got to play mental games when you got so many games that you're playing, the physical games. You got to play mental games and the coaches have to be uh, a psychologist and all this stuff. So now, if I'm the, if I'm Washington and I don't know where they're going next, but I'm getting on that plane, yeah, we lost 8 of 9, but that was before. We just beat the Jazz in Salt Lake, man. Now, we know we can do this. We can go forward and we can get on a roll. All these teams, that's what they're th- thinking and so the jazz have to be aware of that because they're the hunted now Yeah. and they should be so there's a lot of stuff that goes
1: into that alright it's time to hear from the coach let's go down to the media room and hear from jazz head coach Quinn Snyder you guys kind of
5: just never really got up
6: tonight?
1: yeah I think we didn't
6: think we had the same talk with this I don't think we had the same um same juice, you know, sometimes, um, making shots can kind of create that for you, but you know, you yeah. have to really be able to, to generate that, um, got a lot of back-to-backs during the year. We've had back-to-backs where we've had, you know, as recently as I think Minnesota, Philadelphia. So I don't, you know, to whatever extent there's fatigue, there's fatigue involved you know, all the time. So. Um, We haven't, we didn't play. You know, we talked about it last night and I said there's, it wasn't identifiable things. I think, you know, again tonight there's some things we'll watch the tape. And so I always, I hate to kind of jump to conclusions until I see that. Um, But, you know, I think we all could feel it. Um, uh, Some execution situations that, um, you know, could be better on both ends of the floor. And um, you know, this is the same team that won eight in a row. Um, you know, the sky isn't falling, but I think it's, you know, it's also important to, to look at, you know, how we have played and, and, and see what that is and, and, and own it and address it. Um, whatever those things may be, no matter how small or, or how big that you know, I think everybody's got different thoughts about that. we different individuals and but i think there's collectively you know i think there's probably a lot of uh of agreement on, on some of those things
0: had a great night and kind of got into the game probably more than you wanted and obviously he's a talented player but what did you see on, on your guys' defense
6: against him yeah you know I, I think one of the things that he's a it's a difficult cover on the perimeter with pick and roll or even with you know screening actions you know do you go over or under because you know you go over and he's turning the corner and you're in a you know a late black or late switching position um you go under he might shoot it but he's also inclined to you know flip the screen and again try to get into the paint i think one of the things that even when you switch he's so good at planting I mean, he's able to create separation uh, in the lane, which which makes it harder. It's almost if, if he were just to go to the rim, which, you know, he also did a few times where he's finishing on the other side of the rim. But um, that, that's a situation where, you know, you, you're not going to be perfect, but to the extent that you're connected, there's there's multiple guys involved in the plays. And, you know, if there's a miscommunication or a breakdown in one situation, as you saw, you know he he can make you pay for that, and and he did. But I, I think his ability to kind of get to the dots and even jump back and get a shot off is is unique. They're
4: going to be nice for every year, especially in back to backs where you know Mike is getting a night
6: off. Uh It seemed like the ball movement, however, was kind of wanting without him tonight. Is that the case? Yeah, I think I think in general, you know, there's the game the games Mike plays. You know, he's there's 18 or 20 minutes where he's not in the game. Um, You know, so that's something that I I think, you know, we talk about a lot, as you guys know, we we talk about it a lot in here, you know, and and the importance of, you know, again, I'd kind of point to quick decisions um, as much as ball movement, but, you know, oftentimes that quick decision could be, you know, a quick pass. Um, You know, I thought, you know, finding a balance between using, ball movement and running, you know, to create opportunities versus, you know, attacking and and getting in the paint to create um, whether it be for yourself or for a kick out or for the rim, Um, you know, collectively, I think that's something that we weren't as in sync as we can be. And that's, you know, that's, that's the group, you know, whether it's, you know, someone not spacing someone, you know, I mean, there's a pass, you can give up earlier. Um, it's easy to, to to sit here. That's why I said about the tape and try to say, well, someone should do this or should do that or whatever. But I, I think our team, as we've seen, it's not something that we're adverse to doing. It's just something that, you know, the, the middle of the game, when Harold was in the game, they started switching, pick and roll. And, you know, that usually has an impact on our ball movement. I didn't think it did as much tonight, to be honest with you. I I didn't think that. I thought we handled the switching pretty well. Um, Now I get back to the running. That's the, you know, our bigs running to create space. Um, I thought, you know, we want to play pick and roll, but we don't want to play pick and roll every possession. And when we are just playing pick and roll, you know, and the ball is not moving until the pick and roll occurs. So, you know, if we're generating, good stuff off the pick and roll. That's what we want to do. But um, we also want to use it to create and we want to have balance.
0: Tonight, five seconds, or I guess five points down, 11 seconds left. Donovan kind of throws up a prayer last night. It was kind of a prayer situation too at the end. Curious kind of as you watch the late game plays this year that happened in kind of those really tough shots for Donovan, what are you noticing that's maybe not working? Out?
6: Well, I, I think – you know, first there's a level of realism in those situations that, that we're aware of that, that said, you know, th- the way to maximize what might be a low percentage is, is to be really precise in your execution. And, you know, last night, you know, we had Rudy on a slip, but it was a little bit late, you know, they switched. So some of those things, you know, us being able to recognize how we're being defended uh, and adjust to that. And then tonight, you know, Things that we've, you know, worked on in practice, there just has to be, you know, more precision and more attention to detail in those situations. You you still may not, you know, get a great shot, but you you want to get a shot that that's better than the ones that we've got. You know, ironically, JC probably got a good look late, but you know, at that point, you know, it was what a six-point game. So um, you know, that's again something that. Um, we place a lot of emphasis on and, and I think needs to be better. We've been hot and cold with that. There's been some times where we've executed really well. And then there's been also situations that, you know, we'll watch again on film. And uh, but that that has to do with, you know, I think our connected connectivity and, uh, you know, and, and, and reading what's going on on the court and, and how they're playing us you
5: know, address, you know, some of the defensive
6: issues at the point of attack just over the last two nights? Um, I think tonight was more, you know, pick and roll situations. Um, a lot of times we've, you know, people use small, small to try to create what they perceive to be a mismatch. And, you know, I know our guys, it's something, again, that a lot of these things are things that we've, we've emphasized, talked about, I know our guys feel are important and that's where, you know, this, every win, it's hard to win in this league. And if you're not as dialed in or focused um, on a given possession, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to pay for it. And, you know, I think part of it is, you know, is it 60% of the time? Is it 70% of the time? Cause we've had, Possessions where we've, you know, I look back to the, you know, the Cleveland possession where Mike just leveled off Garland and moved his feet. We didn't, you know, we didn't allow him to get into us. And then, you know, the other night they were going through us a little bit when even when we were in position. So um, that's something our guys are are conscious of. Um, we're going to have people that try to attack us um, and something we need to continue to, to, I think, to place emphasis on and focus on.
1: There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder's post-game uh, comments. According to Coach there, PK, the sky is not falling. Your thoughts on what we heard right there?
3: Mm, I would agree. The sky is not falling. It's impossible to fall in December. Uh, plenty of get time to go and to get where you're going. But I do like what he's talking about. You know, it's hard to win in this league. And they've got to really, I know it sounds trite, to stay in the moment and to think about what do we need to do to win a possession, to win whatever it might be, you know, if you want to break it down a quarter or a half or what have you, but make the plays that they need to make in the moment that they need to make them because these last two nights, I think that's what it's come down to because it's not like they got blown out in either game. The games were there to be had, and they just, they're not making the plays right there in the final few minutes of the game, whereas before, in the prior two weeks or so, Cleveland being a classic example that he brought up, yes, they did. They did that, and that was an exciting ball game that they played. What was that? A Sunday game, I think. And that was a very fun game. And they made the plays. They did what they needed needed to do. Right now, they're not doing that type of thing. So, got to get back to that, and you got to get back to that starting Monday against was it Charlotte? Charlotte, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Share some. Uh, read some, share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Wizards at home, 109-103. We'll get you some player sound coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. At MarkMillerSubaru.com, 109-103 Jazz Fall tonight to the Washington Wizards. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan sitting in for Coach Tim Lacombe tonight. And PK, let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by CertaPro Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com That's Certa with a C. CertaPro Pro Painters, proven, trusted experts in painting. And uh, tonight's points in the paint, PK, let's see here. Jazz outscored big, and in fact, this is this may be a season low for the Jazz as far as points in the pinko. go. I have to go look at it, but uh, the Wizards hammered them, fifty four to thirty, and uh, that's just not a not a, a disparity that we see all that often. Uh, PK, both Jazz giving up that many and the Jazz not sco- or and scoring that few.
3: Yeah, I think that's because the offenses, as I was saying earlier, of these teams don't take it to the rim; just pull up and hit that mid-range in the paint, and that counts, even yep. if it's, you know, at 13 yep. feet. And if they don't have Gobert and Whiteside scoring a fair amount, well, those are your two guys, so they're going to have to pick up the slack because the rest of them, uh, especially Bogey. Bogey, you know, last year he wasn't hitting as much, so it seemed like he was driving more than
1: he's doing this year. Um, To your point, uh, let's see here. Rudy had 11 tonight, and Whiteside only had three. Right. So, I mean, that was a, a stark difference, too, from yeah. last week, as, uh, as you kind of allude to, that uh, Rudy oh, and Whiteside dominated that game. So, I guess oh. props to Wizards for making an adjustment. I guess so, yeah, or Wh- Wh- Whiteside in particular,
3: didn't have one of his better games and obviously no. he's been playing very very well and they need everybody man it's not like they're just a high level superstar team with three hall of famers running out there you know like at Durant and a steph curry or clay thompson you know where you count on those guys getting the majority of your points they don't really have that outside of mitchell i mean they've got scores, but they need everybody they really do yeah. absolutely and that's the way they need to win
1: all right, let's go back down to the media room and keep the postgame sound rolling. Let's hear from PK's guy, Joe Ingles. Bill,
5: to, you know,
1: obviously talented
4: player of a That's a way to put it one, one crazy. Um, Yeah, obviously, like you said, he's a hell of a player and um, you do try and do multiple things. That You're not going to sh- show a player like that the same look all night. Um Obviously, I think early on, especially ten of his twelve, or not whatever it was, eight of his twelve of free throws um, missing. He was missing some shots early, but obviously getting to the free throw line. Um, I think for a guy like that, a player of his level, you you see it going a couple of times, and and obviously makes it a little bit easier on um, when you do get some some more looks. Uh, um, yeah, it's a, obviously a collective group It's not on on one person or or, or anything we just got to be we got to be better as a team make it tough on him and get out of his hands he obviously shot a reasonably high pretty high percentage um so we just yeah as a group we've got to do better it's um obviously if we can can limit him and slow him down it, it probably helps us in the in the long run of that game I wonder after after the game tonight do you, do
5: you feel
7: like at any point you guys kind of
4: to the level that you needed to? Um, kind of yes and no. I think we have, we have, we, uh, all the time, I think we have really good stretches, um, or good stretches. Um, and sometimes we, obviously, obviously we have, we have bad stretches too. Um, obviously you want to expand those good ones as long as you can and, and cut the bad, the, the bad or the, 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 whatever it is, turnovers, offensive rebounds. Um, I think for us, obviously focusing is being a defensive team, focusing on the defensive end. I think our offense is, is usually pretty good. Um, we get look, we get good looks. Um, obviously if we're not making shots, sometimes that kind of affects us, but uh, at the end of the day, um, we should be relying on, on our defense. Um, that's what we kind of hang our hat on. That's what we always have. I think really, um, especially since, since I've been here, since Quinn took over, um, yeah, it's obviously frustrating to to lose two in a row and um close one last night. And then uh, I think we started off, we, we kind of brought the the right energy and we we were um, kind of, I don't even know what the right words are, but playing the right way. We, we were on the front foot, we were aggressive. Um, and then there's just like the, those little things, free throws, a couple offensive rebounds, we missed some shots. Yeah. Um, so we, we gotta go watch it. We'll obviously look at it and uh got no idea who we play However, we're playing next. Get ready for, for the next one. Charlotte. Uh, Quinn said that you guys didn't have what up with the juice tonight, just I think just talking about tired legs and whatnot. Um, how do you kind of find that energy on a back the second game of a back to back, especially? Usually not too hard at home. <laughs> I think it's always tougher on the road, especially um with the way our fans uh turn out. Um uh, yeah, uh, I think it, uh, on back to back, obviously, everyone, uh, there's no excuses. Everyone's tired. It's the NBA. And everyone's going through back to backs or three and four nights or whatever it is, whatever the schedule looks like. Um, obviously, it's on us to, to play the right way and get that energy from within our group. Uh, I think getting stops, pushing the ball, um, obviously, finishing on the other end, Rudy's dunks, threes, whatever our offense looks like. But um, finding it, and I think when we play, the right way, and we get those shots, and and get stops, and Rudy really gets a block. The crowd gets into it, and like I said, obviously at home. That's a lot easier with twenty thousand people here. So, um, yeah, it was it was frustrating. Obviously, um, every loss is frustrating in some way. But we'll uh, we'll go back, and like I said, we'll, we'll go watch them. we'll we'll come back better on Monday, Charlotte. Is it Seventeen assists for sixteen turnovers tonight was the ball movement where you wanted to be or, or where could it turn Um I don't know how many turnovers uh, assists we usually have. Is that low for us? Oh, usually lower than um, Yeah. So, yes then. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I think, yeah, it's obviously everyone's like, you can look at it obviously if we're making shots we probably have a few more assists or we make a couple more shots whatever it looks like. Um, obviously everybody knows when we move the ball the way we, we do and we get downhill and make plays for each other we're, we're pretty elite in those, those situations um, obviously all, all our guys and everyone that's out there at certain times is trying to play the right way do the right thing obviously be aggressive um, it's hard yeah obviously yeah, and the turnover's I've said it a million times. I think the way we play, we move the ball. We do try and make extra passes. We're going to have some turnovers. Obviously, the the bad ones are the ones that you want to limit. The ones that gives them get out on the break and and stuff like that. Um obviously, we, we're going to live with some of them. Um, and the assists are obviously hard to to judge sometimes. Obviously, because we do we do try and move the ball. Uh, I think guys, guys minds are in the right space in terms of, of playing with each other and, and helping each other and trying to get each other the best shot possible, our team, the best shot possible, every time down the floor.
7: In general, after a lot, I mean, I'm sure some losses are different than others, but yeah. in the locker room
2: kind of what's the situation after a loss? Like
4: Quinn come in, says some things, do you guys talk? Like, what's those first few minutes? Quinn always comes in <laughs> and he always talks. Um, win or lose um yeah it's different. I, I, I think tonight everyone was a little bit flat tonight i think obviously back to back losses at, at home um we'd been playing at a at a pretty high level for whatever the, the stretch was um i think also obviously you go we go away and and get some rest tomorrow and we're, we're still the same team that won eight in a row that's one i don't know when our record is whatever it is, we've, we've still played well this year. Um, would we have liked to have win these two, like obviously, or one of the two or whatever. Um, obviously that's the, the case, but um, we are still the same team that's really good as well. <laughs> most nights. Um, I think obviously, like I said, the, the back-to-back losses is, is frustrating for everybody. Um, it's probably like, I don't know if it's cool for you guys to write about because it's something different instead of us winning, but it's frustrating, and we'll, like I said, we'll we'll go back and and look at it, and and I have no doubt on Monday we'll
5: we'll come out better. What's the biggest thing or area of concern or trepidation or whatever adjective that that you can come up from the last two nights, if there is one?
4: Yeah, uh, like nothing specific. I think before that. Road trip. The, the transition defense for us was something that we were really trying to focus on as a team. Um, Quinn had put a lot of time into showing us how how bad it was, really, um, and us seeing where we can be better. Eurofoul and or, or getting back or not having it like those bad turnovers that obviously lead to teams in the break. And um, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, I think. I mean, we're going to not necessarily have a target, but teams are coming in ready to to play us, and they they scout us, and they 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 know what they want to take away. And I think we've been pretty good for a lot of the year. And um, you come out against a, a San Antonio team, you kind of, I mean, coach said it to us before the game, like they know what they're good at, and when they do that, they they're in games. They they beat Golden State at home doing that. They they beat good teams, and um, obviously they they played well. You obviously come back and try and like, like I said, we, we kind of, I think we came out the right way. We came out aggressive and, and trying to play the, the way we want to play. And, um, obviously they've got some really good players over there too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can't, I mean, I wouldn't pinpoint one thing specifically, obviously turnovers to assists. Um, if you're asking that question, it's obviously something that <laughs> that we need to be better at. Um, I don't know what those numbers look like, like normally. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating. It's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's frustrating to lose two games in a row. It's losing, to, frustrating to lose one game. Um, obviously, on back-to-back nights, it's it's frustrating. We'll we'll come back and um, be better on Monday against Charlotte.
1: All right, there you go. That is uh, Joe Ingles tonight. Joe in the starting lineup for Conley. Nine points, six boards, a couple of assists. He was uh, three of seven from the field, all from three. Three of seven from three. Your thoughts, PK, on what we just heard from Joe.
3: Yeah, get ready and get better for Monday. And I didn't seem to pan at any alarm and go on a three or four game winning streak right here. Now, you don't want to get in the situation where you're totally yo-yo after you get that three or four game winning streak, yeah. which you're obviously very capable of doing.
1: Find some consistency in your play. As you know, because you talk to him every week, Joe's pretty consistent on on his messaging and his his. I mean, you can tell when he comes on with you guys after a win, he maybe has a little bit more spring in his step or laughs a little bit more, but his message is usually oh, pretty yeah. consistent. I mean, he usually comes on on Thursdays if there's no
3: games, and if they play on Wednesday, DJ and I are the biggest jazz fans in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, know, you get a different, different vibe surrounding the interview. But when he's talking basketball, he's usually pretty, pretty consistent about the team and what they're capable of. Even, yeah, even I, through, I remember him coming on, you know, through the pandemic when oh. supposedly all that stuff was going on with Donovan and Rudy. I mean, Joe was always, it'll be fine. You know, nothing's going on that can't be corrected.
3: He does have an even keel about him, and I think he also has an analytical look about him too. Uh, maybe it's because you know he was. Playing all over the world, trying to make it, and so he doesn't take it for granted. And then he can also step back and have a realistic view on it. You know, he's thirty-four years old with three kids too, so he is uh, obviously mature. And he's even he's mature through all the experiences that he's been through. And I'm sure he's been through some crazy experiences that a lot of the Americans haven't been through. And so I think that gives him a perspective. And he's a senior guy on this team. You know, he and Rudy are the longest-tenured Jazz players, right? So if he starts saying stuff like, oh, my gosh, man, we're taking on water, that's just not a good look for everybody else. So you don't need him. And the guys like him and Conley, you need them to steady the ship. Speaking
1: of Rudy, PK, let's go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. What were they doing
3: that
4: kind of limited you guys' to pick
7: an old game and roll game especially your role? Um just being physical, I guess. You know, not, I mean they, they did a great job defensively. Uh, but not, nothing very different from you know, from what we see every night. It just uh yeah, they were switching a few times. They were blitzing a few times. Um, yeah, just uh, nothing really, nothing really crazy. I feel like there is more kind of isolation right, cool
6: for you guys. Ball um, movement where you thought it should be or where it to be?
7: Uh, Not really. I think we can do much better. Yeah, much better. Did it feel like you guys came out a little flat and then never really kind of rose up from that? Or how did how did the game feel kind of as it went Oh yeah, I mean some some nights, you know, uh, off a of back to back, you know, and some nights we might not have uh the same energy as we're gonna have most of the time, but we gotta find ways to to win those games and uh you know, like in game seven, the playoffs, like you might not have the legs, but you got to find it. You know, you got to find it together as a team.
4: What happened defensively? I mean, both Bill and Howell actually had pretty good, efficient offensive
7: legs. Uh, who? Raul and Bill. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we, Sam, I think we, yeah, we can do much better. I mean, We've got to keep getting better, keep. You know, gonna watch film, see all the things that we can do better, and then and, uh, and try to come back better next game. You know, I think uh, it's a long season. You know, some nights, some stretches gonna be gonna be tough. Right now, you know, we're going through uh, we lost two games in a row at home. Uh, just gotta, you know, uh, get connected and uh, come back. You know, play play together, defend together, and uh, then we'll be all right. In
0: that speaking win streak you guys are really good at kind of staying connected between guard and you switching and you know kind of making sure that the shots were
2: defended all the time last couple games have slipped at that I thought you know so what is the happening kind of with the communication right
7: now I think yeah communication communication um, you know just getting on the same page getting connected you know and uh, yeah when we switch uh, making sure that we rebound and uh like sometimes, like if the guy is going full speed, um, if I run up and, you know, contest a the shot, there's nobody on the on the beak. So uh, just got to find, you know, just got to find it as a team. I'm going to watch film, see all the things that we can do better. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can do better. And uh, more importantly, you know, just keep trusting each other, keep playing jazz basketball. And uh, I think we'd be, we'd be great. Yeah. Sorry. You, uh, you've developed such great chemistry playing with Mike over the past few years, uh, especially in those, you know, minus three going against second-year guys. What, how different is it playing on nights when Mike is out? When do Mike, Mike does everything for for the other guys on the court. You know, he try to make other guys better all the time. So, so obviously it's, it's always, you know, it's always a little harder for everybody when it's not out there. Uh, but it's also great because as we've seen, like, you know, last year in the playoffs, it might not always be there, and you know, it has to be who we are as a team. So, you know, uh, once again, Mike Conley is a great player. Uh, he's, a, he's a very unselfish player. So, you know, when he's not there, we gotta uh, we gotta all channel that even more as a team. And uh, and you know, it's uh, it's always a good opportunity when it's, when he's not there for us to try to take that step, you know, and get better as a team.
0: Kind of watching from
7: afar have you seen how Wolves game developed since the game? Yeah. You know uh, hopefully we get, we getting back here soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah for sure I mean he's been uh, you know he's been pretty aggressive and he's and a really good basketball player you know he, he can see the core and he can make the right play most of the time So and, and he's a tough defender you know so it's it's, uh, it's, it's been cool to see him you know, see, he's, he's, he's putting some work. So, you know, it's just it's just the work paying off, and uh, it's been cool for for me to you know uh, watch him just just uh, you know be happy, uh, get some playing time, and and help a team. You know, it's great. I'm happy for him.
1: That's Rudy Gobert tonight, 11 points, 19 boards, and six block shots. But the Jazz come up short. They fall to the Wizards, 109 to 103. We'll get you more post game sound coming up next. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own at MySubaruIs.com. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan filling in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Jazz fall 109-103 to 103 to the Washington Wizards. PK, let's get a look at the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball, proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader, as usual, your master of the glass tonight, Rudy Gobert, with 19 rebounds to go along with his 11 points and six block shots. Your thoughts on uh, Rudy's game tonight, PK, and what we just heard from him in the last segment? Yeah, it was fine. I
3: mean, Rudy, these guys are veterans. I don't think they're going to panic. But you got to get more scoring out of them sometimes, uh, particularly with Conley out. And I know it's hard for him because he needs to have people facilitate but, you know, he's always doing it on the defensive end. He blocked the shots early, and he was fine. Uh, some, yeah. some nights are better than others, but he's fine. And I love it. He always seems to have confidence in the team. And I think that's the prevailing thing, the thought that I'm taking from this team is that, all right, this is a little blip, but we're not going to go crazy here.
1: Yeah, he always does. That's, that's well put, PK. I don't know if I thought about it like that. He does always seem to have confidence in the team and his teammates, and that doesn't necessarily mean he's always approving of their play, specifically defensively, but he always seems to come back to that confidence. Right. Yeah. All right, let's get back down to the media room. Uh, let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell.
5: I got caught up guard because um, they were was talking as he was dribbling. And then oh. he just put it up. So I would not have many jump ball situations, but I wasn't accustomed to him talking and throwing up, but, you know, got to give credit where credit is due. I'm not going to, you know, you know, he wanted to jump off and beat me for game. Um, that can't happen. And um, that's going to sit with me for a while, but, you know, clearly I was not, I didn't even jump by the time he was in the air. So, um, and he said, the ref, I asked the ref what happened and he explained that that was his whole point of it was to, Keep us off guard, and Rollo was ready. I wasn't. We look
7: at
0: this game and the last one. I think when we were talking about the win streak. We were like, we're not going to get too excited about the wins.
7: We also not get too
5: worried. Yeah, no, we well, don't get too worried about it. There's stuff, <clears throat> stuff we all can fix. Um, it got stagnant for a little bit, you know. They they hit some shots. We missed some shots, and you know, then you get to a game where we're playing it late, and you know, you get down to the wire. And they're a good team. You know, they haven't the record doesn't reflect how good they are. And I think you know, we we, we had two tough losses, and you know, can you can you can go down the you can go left and be like, oh man, the world's coming to an end, or you can get back in the lab and, and get ready for Monday, and that's what we'll do. Seems there's a lot more isolation both the time and the top usually what it is fair to say and if so why was that oh uh, yeah I think you know they didn't switch last time we played them so that kind of we haven't played against a switch like that I mean yesterday we did but you know not to the level they did it. they did a pretty good job of it, but we just made it tougher on ourselves as far as the, the switching like you said we got to isolation we got stagnant a little bit but then you know we started to figure it out keep it moving and you know but you know, those possessions definitely hurt, you know, when the shots don't go in. But, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll fix this. We'll get back to what we do. And it's a bump in the road and we'll, we'll be back. Two nights in a row, we have had some pretty tough, tough looks at the end of games. Um, what could be better on those executions? Um, I mean, last night I explained already that tonight, um, I have to look at it again. You know, I feel like I was played a certain way, so I kind of rejected it and came off and they put him on me for a reason because he's taller and longer. You know, he's, he has length. Um, if that was anybody else. I would probably get that shot off instead of double pumping. Um, but you know, I got it. I, I, Quinn's drawn up excellent plays and they've drawn up plays and, you know, to, they've, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they've guarded it really well. You know, they've guarded it in ways that we'll go back at and fix and, you know, um, that's it. I think we just got to go back to the drawing board myself. Um, not so much with Quinn, just being able to execute it myself because I kind of broke that one off and I'll take that um, personally on my own. But we will be good. I don't think it's anything to overreact to. We have a plethora of plays and, you know, it's 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 one thing to go over it. But, you know, they they did a good job guarding it. And then tonight I didn't necessarily, you know, execute it properly um, at the end. We all
7: know the value that Mike
5: has in this team just in terms of all the kind of maintaining what's the difficulty of playing in these games where he's not available I think you see it with the stack when we get stagnant you know we kind of get into isolation you know typically they switch you in Mike's typically in that's type of typical like so you know tonight's Lineup, up. They switched a lot um, in that second unit, you know, just being able to get a feel, you know, sometimes we do a good job. And tonight, you know, we miss Mike's presence obviously, but we were able to still find a way to continue to, to, um, to move the ball. And we didn't really push the ball in transition a lot. We didn't run as much as we could have. And, you know, you get tired a little bit, you know, it's fatigue. It happens. But, you know, when you have another ball handler out there, I think Trent, I think Trent did a good job tonight being able to create getting the lane, Um, he had a finish, but they caught an offensive foul. Like, you know, that's the biggest thing is being able to create and get in the paint. And, you know, obviously when Mike's not playing, it's you you lose one of those guys. But, you know, for us, it's continuing to push the pace and get the ball moving and continuing to find the upper man
1: all right there you go <clears throat> excuse me that is uh donovan mitchell donovan tonight 32 points on 12 25 shooting four of 12 from three five assists three rebounds uh, he, he talked about something right there PKU talked about earlier in the show the execution and those critical moments down the stretch in fact even uh admitted he broke the playoff there a, at the end and went looking for something himself which of course is something that happens but uh if he's going to be the guy yeah execution down the stretch has got to be a thing got to be smart He needs to be
3: aware of his teammates too. It just can't be a one-on-whomever try to beat your guy, because then you got two or three other guys in those situations. And I think that'll come from experience. And he wasn't ready on the jump ball. Neto got him. That's great, but the possession was made by the shot by uh, Pope Caldwell. Caldwell, Yeah, Caldwell Pope. Pope. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. if he doesn't make that incredible shot then who cares if the Jazz lost the jump, right? Because then they would probably get the re- rebound down by two. And if you look at it, these four losses that they've had at home jump out at you in terms of Jackson making a three, Graham yep. making a three, Walker with that incredible shot over go over Gobert, and then Pope tonight. So those are dramatic shots in the four cases. And you can't just boil it down to one possession. But I do it because it came close to the end of the game or literally right at the end of the game. So it's not like you're getting beat by 15 points here. Right. You know, they made a couple of plays. So I think you have to keep some perspective there, which seems like the guys are doing. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I can only give them the benefit of the doubt if they turn around and start winning which I expect them to do anyway, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt now, but you got to get it done Monday.
1: You know, you hear that cliche more in football, I think, than basketball. Like, you've got to win those games where you don't play your best. Got to figure out a way to win them. But it's true in the case of tonight. I don't think anybody would come on here and argue that the Jazz played their best basketball. Far from it. But they're playing an inferior team, and if they figure out a way to make their free throws and execute a little bit better down the stretch, we're having a different conversation in the postgame, right? Because they salvage win. So, yeah, exactly. you know, even on those nights where you're not at your best, if you can figure out a way to make those plays you're talking about, you can still pull out a win, and that looks the same. Name, you know, in the standings after the game, even whether it's ugly or not. So, I mean, uh, the moments are critical.
3: It doesn't matter in this league. Winning ugly is yep. the same thing as winning beautiful in the standings in the regular season, for sure. So get it done because there's so many games. And the fact is, come March you have to hope that they're not even going to remember these games because they've gone on a pretty good winning streak and so they're going to be where they're supposed to be. I don't know if that means first place, second place, third base place, but because that depends on what if the Suns and Warriors can keep this thing rolling for each team, which they probably can. So maybe third is your ceiling, but so be it because then you got to figure out ways to get it done in the postseason. So I wouldn't go crazy on these four losses that I just named because interestingly you, when you have these home losses, you have to find ways to make it up on the road. And so far, they have.
1: Yeah, they've been good. Yeah, you're right. All right. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall tonight at home to the Wizards, 109 to 103. We'll get PK's final thoughts on this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: That load of Harold knocked away by Clarkson, saved by Clarkson as he dives into the crowd. Outlet to Donovan, finds Clarkson, rotates the game, left corner three, bam, and the foul.
1: Our guy David Locke with your play of the game right there, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Your Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan in tonight for Coach Lacombe. Jazz Fall tonight to the Wizards 109 to 103. Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, if you're just joining us, Jazz got 32 from Donovan Mitchell, five assists, three rebounds for him. Uh, Bogdanovich had 18 tonight. Rudy Gobert with 11 points, 19 boards, and six block shots. Jordan Clarkson with 12 coming on in off the bench, although he did not shoot it well. Four of 14 from the field, one of 10 from three. Uh, the Wizards got 37 points tonight from Bradley Beal. He was great, particularly down the stretch. Howell Neto was really good with 15 points, six of 12 shooting, seven boards, four assists, and he made some big plays down the stretch. Patrick Kinahan, let's uh, let's get a few final thoughts from this one. What are, you, what are you taking from this particular game before we close the book on it?
3: I think they got a little bit of a slump here and they played a team that played one of their better games and the Jazz didn't. They missed Conley and they didn't have enough firepower and they didn't make enough plays when they needed to be made. And sometimes that's, that's what it is in sports. It comes down to who makes a few more plays right at the end. Plenty of time, I don't want to say to turn it around, but plenty of time to get it going in the direction that they need to go. Go, But, you know, with each loss, that heightens the importance of the next game. So get it done Monday.
1: The Jets have now lost more games at home this year than they did all of last year. I what know, does that tell you? That's shocking. It's yeah. just
3: that's stunning. I think that's a little bit taken the stuff for uh, maybe granted and not playing as smart and as well. And the other teams, as I said, I just told you the four games and some each each of those games, teams hit
1: huge shots. Yeah. Big plays at the critical moments. Yeah. Yeah. no, well, It's a tough way to lose, PK. I I mean all those moments that you mentioned a very difficult way. And then you throw in the couple of replay issues that that happened where that made the improbable probable and I mean, it's it just kind of wild stuff. You're right. It's, it's just so hard to win a game in the NBA. You just have to be good all of the time.
3: And do it to, to where you don't have to worry about the other team putting in a lucky shot right at the end. Yeah. You know, the eight-game winning streak, most of those
1: games, it didn't even come down to that. Get back to that. Yeah, <laughs> where it doesn't matter. Yeah, Yeah. you're right about that. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out on the broadcast tonight. Thanks to uh, David Locke and Ron Boone doing their normal terrific job. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that helped us out. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru title sponsor of the post-game show. Remember the My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruis.com and uh, PK, thank you, thank you for filling in tonight. Uh, Had a lot of fun buddy i really appreciate it okay anytime yeah it's fun hey we'll be listening in monday morning of course dj and pk bright and early 6 a.m but the jazz fall tonight to the washington wizards 109 103 our next broadcast coming your way monday night the hornets are in town i came we'll tip off at seven o'clock Pre-game coverage begins at six and of course you'll hear it all right here on the jazz radio network